Hi, this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madged. Hepatitis C has been gaining headlines over the last 12 months. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, otherwise known as the CDC, reported in May of 2015, this past year, that there's been a sharp increase in the incidence of hepatitis C in some states, including Kentucky, Virginia, West Virginia, and Tennessee. This coincides with the increase in intravenous drug abuse, which is a common cause of hepatitis C transference in those states. The World Health Organization estimates that a whopping 3 million people in the U.S. and 185 million people worldwide are reportedly infected with the virus. However, because most people carrying the virus have no symptoms at all, this is likely underestimated. Another group of people who reportedly have a higher risk of this disease are baby boomers. This group's history of IV drug experimentation led to the increased transference of hepatitis C in this population. And as a result, all baby boomers are encouraged to get screened by their doctors at least once. So what is hepatitis C? Well, it's a virus that attacks the liver causing inflammation of the liver cells. In 20% of those affected, it can eventually cause liver scarring, a term that we call cirrhosis, along with liver cancer. The liver is vital to the human physiology. It metabolizes medications, produces clotting factors to prevent bleeding, participating in glucose metabolism, some very important bodily functions. Needless to say, we cannot live without it. The most concerning issue is patients with hepatitis C have no symptoms at all. During the acute phase of the infection, which is typically within six months of exposure, few patients may possibly experience the following symptoms. Abdominal pain, fever, jaundice, which is yellowing of the skin or the white part of the eye, fatigue, and body aches. As you can see, some of these symptoms are very vague and can occur with many other health conditions and infectious processes. So who should be tested? This is a really important question. The virus is contracted either through blood or bodily fluids. This means that the following people are at risk of contracting hepatitis C and should consider testing. Those with a history of current use of IV drugs those who received a blood transfusion before July of 1992 prior to routine initiation of hepatitis C screening of donated blood. Currently, the risk of contracting hepatitis C through blood transfusions is quite rare. It's about one in one million units of blood. Those who have had sexual contact with people infected with hepatitis C should also be tested. Those born to mothers with hepatitis C at the time of the birthing process. People with homemade tattoos using shared needles. Those born between 1945 and 1965. Those with a history of needle stick injuries who are often healthcare workers. Lastly, men with HIV and who have unprotected sex with men are also deemed higher risk for contracting hepatitis C. Most common modes of transfer are those who receive transfusions before 1992 and those with a history of IV drug use. The other possibilities are much less common, but still possible. So how is hepatitis C treated? Well, most patients first discover their hepatitis C status after routine liver enzyme testing, which is a blood test ran by your doctor. When it's persistently elevated, your doctor may send you for hepatitis screening. After diagnosis, 
patients are often referred to a specialist called a gastroenterologist, or GI, for potential treatment options. Not everyone meets criteria for treatment, however. Unfortunately, it hasn't been found to be as effective in everyone. It's really based on the genotype and the extent of the liver scarring found on a biopsy, along with other factors. Traditionally, hepatitis C treatment has included a combination of two or three medications, which included injections for six to nine months, with some pretty serious and difficult to tolerate side effects, such as depression, flu-like symptoms, and anemia. However, in October and December of 2014, less than a year ago, the FDA approved two new treatment options for hepatitis C that combined some of these agents into one, rendering it much easier to take, no longer requiring injections, and used for a shorter duration of three to six months. Side effects are also more tolerable, just mild fatigue and headaches. However, These newer and more effective drugs don't come without a price, and they still run about 100k for a 12-week treatment, leaving insurance companies reluctant to cover anyone who is still healthy enough to do without it. But with the advancement of medicine and technology, treatment for hepatitis C does seem more promising. However, the best way to attack the spread of hepatitis C? Prevention. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook and Twitter pages, and you can even find me on Pinterest. Please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice, and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. Hope you have a very healthy week.